All right, peeps, we're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Three days in a row, three podcasts in a row. You guys got to be getting sick of me already. But I did want to bring you the results of the horror show at Extreme Rules and Slammiversary since I did the prediction shows on them both. But we got a new good show. We got Le Champion. He's got some harsh words for Vince McMahon. Like I said, I have both results for both pay-per-views. And we got some Brian Cage and Taz news after what happened on Dynamite Wednesday. So we'll kick it off with AEW. Now, Brian Cage and Taz might be splitting up already. On Busted Open Radio, Bubba Dudley, or Bubba, Bubba Ray, always talks about how Cage does not need Taz. It looks like Cage and Tony Khan might be listening. There have been some recent tweets from Cage after losing a Moxley at Fight for the Fallen. Cage said, It's been a rough couple of days. Taz and I have gone back and forth. I've considered relieving him of his duties and wanted to do so immediately after the match. I'll wait and see how I feel after the weekend. He also said, Regardless, I never tapped out. I wasn't gonna tap. I only need one arm to drop Mox on his head. Um, I may longer not. I may not be undefeated, but I'm still unbeaten. And more importantly, the answer to the question, who better than Cage? It's still nobody. It's kind of crazy stealing who better than Canyon. I don't know who gave him permission to do that. Unless him and Canyon were good friends, I don't like him taking who better. On the WWE. Well, just minutes ago, pretty much, the horror show at Extreme Rules ended. Like I said, I did think it was better than Slammiversary, which I didn't think was going to be the case before the pay-per-views did take place. So on a pre-show, we did have Kevin Owens versus Buddy Murphy. The winner was KO. Now, I love Murphy. He's a huge talent, and he's going to be a bigger star than he is. I can't wait for him to get his proper push already. He needs to start racking up some wins because they're screwing him over. But KO won it, and that's just setting up for KO versus Seth Rollins again. We did have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship up for grabs. It was the New Day versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. It was a tables match. And the winners were Cesaro and Shinsuke, which I did predict. Uh, we did have the SmackDown Women's Championship up for grabs. We had the defending champ Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Your winner, Bailey. After that, we did have the Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins eye for an eye match. Um, Rollins actually won it. Rey's eyes is supposedly screwed up, even though you know it's fine. I didn't see them use the CGI like they were supposed to, which is a good thing because I thought that was going to be a mess. Dominic didn't turn on his dad and help Rollins win, but Rollins won. The fans in the crowd, the NXT people didn't like it. Rollins was all in shock that he actually did that to Ray. It was a big mess. And then later on, Charlie, whatever it is, Caruso, the chick uh, backstage uh, announcer, she actually just said that she got an update from the hospital. And if this wasn't broken or this wasn't damaged, Ray, Ray's eye was going to be fine, which we already know. But the Messiah did take home that win. After that, we did have the Raw Women's Championship match. We had Asuka versus the boss, Sasha Banks. Your winner, the boss. New champion, two bell banks, she's in the house. Now this match was seriously botch-a-mania. If you don't know what botch-a-mania means or botch in general, 
It means when there are a lot of mess up in the matches. I have to say, man, even though I love both of those ladies and their huge talent, that match had the most botches that I've seen all year and in a long time. You gotta go watch it. They were just fucking up left and right. Asuka and Benz. It was it looked pretty messy for two professionals like that. But regardless, the boss is the a new champ. She's two belt banks. Her and Bailey, man, they got two belt Bailey. They got all the gold, man. Those chicks aren't fucking around. After that, we did have the WWE Championship up for grabs. We had Drew McIntyre versus the show-off, Dolph Ziggler. I want the Dolph to win. Dolph should have won, but Drew did retain his title, and I did not dig it at all. And finally, and it's crazy too, there was no Apollo versus MVP match. There was supposed to be MVP and Bobby Lashley did a backstage interview with MVP's fake belt, what have you, during the beginning of the show. But they didn't have a match. So I don't know if there's some beef going on backstage with Apollo Crews or it's because of the whole Corona thing. But he hasn't been on TV in quite some time. But anyway, we do got one match left. It was the Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in the Spock fight. So we got to take a break real quick. When we get back, I'll get to that. I also will do the Slammiversary results. And we do got that Lud Champion going after Vince McMahon on Twitter story. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, we're back. Let's get back to the horror show and extreme rules. Real quick, though, remember, if you do want to win a La Champion action figure, you got to stick around to the end of the show. So, the final match, it was a cinematic match. It was Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in the Swamp Fight in a non-title match. Now... Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I was going to say this out of the three cinematic ones. Well, they actually did four Money in the Bank. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was the worst. I don't know. I think I did like it the least, though. The ending of it was cool, but they had Braun Stro show up. He was in uh, camo pants. He had a tank top on. Bray Wyatt was in his rocking chair in all of his old Bray Wyatt uh, cult leader gear. He disappeared. Braun was tripping. Uh, for somehow, he got Braun tied up. I thought it was Sister Abigail. She came out with a snake after Bray Wyatt was talking that talk. He was saying some awesome stuff. The snake actually bit Braun. He woke up. Some like druids attacked him. One of the druids was dressed like um, Luke Harper. So that was a diss towards Luke Harper in AEW. Braun whooped his ass. And then um, the chick who had the snake before that, who we thought was Sister Abigail, she took her hood off and it was actually Alexa Bliss. Because we know Braun Strowman wanted Alexa Bliss for a while. And they even like played that into the storyline. So she was all like, oh, come to me, Brown, come to me. But you could tell she wasn't even there at the match. It was filmed somewhere else, and they just edited it in. So it was pretty cheesy. Then they fought inside the swamp. There was not one single alligator that I seen, which is bullshit, because that's what everybody wanted. And you knew it couldn't have been a real swamp, because a real alligator would have bit one of their asses. So it had to be a close set with a bunch of lily pads, but it looked like a legit swamp. So they had a big fight in the water. Bray disappeared or got drowned. Uh, what you call Braun crawled out and while he was catching his breath, Bray attacked him again. They kept fighting, they kept fighting, they kept fighting. Somehow they ended back in the water. Braun was looking inside a boat that came to him and it looked like a scene from Friday the 13th like they said it was going to end. But then Bray attacked him from behind and they kept just taking each other under and taking each other down. They were fighting each other. Uh, Bray supposedly like drowned Braun, Str Braun Strowman or some bullshit. But at the end, both of them went under the water. Neither of them came up, but then the water started bubbling and it was all red like blood. And that also looked like it was shot somewhere else, not there, of course. And then at the end, 
the fiend popped his head up and he just did his laugh and said, let me in. So like they said, one of the superstars was going to disappear like I reported to you and we probably won't see him again until pretty much SummerSlam if they do it right. If not, they might put him on Raw tomorrow. But uh, neither Bray or Braun really won. The Fiend won the match. And like I said, besides, I don't know. I don't know. I think it could have been my least favorite, that and the money in the bank. I really did love the Undertaker friggin' um, that the Boneyard match you had with AJ Styles. And everybody loved the John Cena-Bray Wyatt match. It was great, but it wasn't that great. But the match was okay. It was definitely cool. And like I said, there was no Apollo versus MVP, which was weird to me. Anyway, back to Impact Wrestling for Slammiversary last night. I did report that the Rascals issued an open challenge. I thought it was going to be Zack Ryder and Curt Hawkins who accepted it. But instead, it was the Motor City Machine Guns. They made their triumphant return. I was so glad to see them back. I'm a huge Alex Shelley mark. They picked up the win in style. Those two were so in tandem with each other throughout their match. All their moves and combos looked super smooth. It was a great match. And the winners were the Motor City Machine Guns. And they're back, baby. Uh, we did have... The Impact Knockouts Championship number one contenders match, the Women's Gauntlet. This isn't the order that it went, but it's the order that I wrote it in. It was Rosemary, Navaya, Madison Rain, Susie, Kira Hogan, Taya Valkyrie, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, Kylie Ray, Kimberly versus Jesse Havoc. Um, when uh, Taya was supposed to come out, they actually had Johnny Bravo come out dressed like her, which was hilarious. And if you watch the show, you know Taya and Rosemary are cool for some reason. So later when Rosemary came out, Johnny Bravo came out dressed like Rosemary, which is really awesome. But in the end, they gave it to ex uh, AEW star Kylie Ray. And I have to say, I was never a fan of Kylie Ray or her looks not knocking her. And I mean, I'm not knocking her. She was just never my type. But she looked really, really, really good last night. And she will be facing whoever wins with Jordan Grease or Deanna Prazo for that Knockouts Women Championship. We did have the Impact Tag Team Championship up for grabs. It was the North versus Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Well, the North actually won. At the end, the Motor City Machine Guns came out, and after the, and at what you call it, they told the North that they will be facing them this Tuesday on Impact for their titles. And of course, during the match, uh, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan kept hitting each other by, mis uh, by mistake, and their tag team pretty much imploded. We also had the X Division Championship up for grabs. We had the defending champ, Willie Mack, versus Chris Bay. Your winner and new X Division Champion, is Chris Bay, Bay Bay. We also had the Impact's Knockout Championship up there for grabs, which was Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo. Your winner and new Impact Knockout Champion, Deanna Perrazzo. And she even tapped Jordan Grace out, which made it more insult to injury. I don't know what they're doing there. I know they want to get the new people they sign, let them know, hey, this is the taster you're going to get. We're going to give you a belt, what have you. But Jordan Grace has been such a vicious, friggin' defending champion and just dominant. There's no way that Deanna should have been there her first time out. I thought that was really fucked up. And we also had the old school rules match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. We had Moose versus Tommy Dreamer. 
Moose came out and he looked like a fucking champion, like they were saying. He was all in gold, had his robe. He looks in the best shape of his life. Tommy Dreamer, of course, looked like a bum. They woke up in a cardboard box and say, hey, we'll give you 20 bucks in a bottle if you come fight in this match. But the guys pretty much beat each other up and shit. There were a couple botches, but in the end, Moose did retain his championship. All right, Pete, so we got to take a break real quick. After this, we do have the results of the Impact World Championship match, which was pretty awesome, I have to say. And then we also have what Vince McMahon and Chris Jericho was, was about. Chris Jericho, like I said, is pissed at Vince, and I'll tell you guys why. We'll be right back. All right, peeps, we're back. Remember, if you want to win a La Champion action figure, just stick around to the end of the segment. Let's get back to the final match of 2020's Slammiversary. We did have the Impact World Vacant Championship up for grabs. It was a four-way elimination match. We had Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards versus the Rascals Trey Miguel versus an unknown participant. Turns out there were two unknowns. The first who came out was Rich Swan, returning from his leg injury, and the second was ex-Impact wrestler Eric Young. You made a kick-ass return. Your winner, though, and new Impact World Champion is Eddie Edwards. I really wanted to see Ace Austin win, but I guess they think he's too young, even though he's proved himself time over again. He's one of the best they have. This time will come. After Eddie Edwards won, the Good Brothers, Gallows, and Anderson showed up after the match and celebrated with Edwards by having beers in a ring. Then on the screen, EC3 appeared. He had a shot glass in his hand, and he smacked it off the wall, and then the pay-per-view faded to black. Now, that shot glass is the same one you've been seeing in the promos that have been advertising somebody's coming. EC3's been the guy in the hoodie, but in that promo, he picked up a shot glass, and two other people did, too. So who's those two other people? Is it Gallows and Anderson with a red herring, or somebody else? We'll have to tune in and see in the future. Now, as I covered on our show, Gallows and Anderson were AEW bound until Triple H got a hold of them. Chris Jericho spoke about this and said AEW had big plans for the Good Brothers. Jericho said, The Young Bucks, myself, and Kenny Omega kind of convinced Tony Khan that they'd be excellent in AEW. One of the ideas at one point was to have Gallows and Anderson in the inner circle. Let me just say, I love the inner circle. I think we really stumbled onto something great. But keep in mind, I knew Jake Hager, but I hadn't seen him or worked with him in years. And I never met Santana and Ortiz other than my crews where we crossed paths briefly. I didn't know Sammy Guevara at all. So basically having me and Jake and with some history and some good matches and good times behind us. But I had nothing with the other guys. So you're sticking. It's like forming a band with five separate guys that you have never met, you know? He said, here we are now, one of the best. I think one of the best factions in wrestling history, and we're not even a year into it. Gallows and Anderson were set to meet with AEW CEO Tony Khan, but they were persuaded by Triple H to choose to stay with WWE. In hindsight, this was the wrong decision, but the duo has bounced back from their WWE release by agreeing with deals to Impact Wrestling and New Japan. I cannot wait to see Machine Gun Anderson and Gallows back over in New Japan with the Bullet Club or even fighting against them. Now on to our random wrestling news story. Well, WWE hired Lance Storm as a backstage producer a few months back and they fired him shortly after. 
They did not rehire him back like they did a bunch of other people. Storm closed the wrestling school he had going on at the time to take that position in WWE. Yesterday or the day before, Storm tweeted, In case you are interested, I'm officially unemployed. For the first time since I left SMW, which is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, in 1994. Well, a saw this and he had some words. He said, in this, injury, in, excuse me, in this industry, that is a tremendous journey. Now, WWE and Vince McMahon have to get their head out of their asses and uh, rehire you. And that tweet, of course, was briefly taken down soon after. Alright, peeps, if you do want to win a Series 1 AEW Chris Jericho action figure, you got to go to our YouTube. We're under the AEW Insider. You have to be a subscriber, so first and foremost, do that. Besides subscribing to our channel, pick any video, like, share, and comment. So subscribe, like, share, and comment, and boom, you're in the running to win an AEW Unrivaled Chris Jericho action figure. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms. Also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider. And on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1 as in the number 1. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.